I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello, welcome to episode 35 of My Week in Cars with me, and I'm joined as ever by Steve Cropley. Hello, Stephen. Hello, Matthew. How are you? Yeah, good, thanks, you, mate. Thank you for coming over to mine. Oh, to, it's a pleasure. For, I'm for, <coughs> sitting here with your cat. Yes, exactly. Yeah, he's very <laughs> he's curious as ever. As we are going to chat, you'll get bored of it at some point in the chat for the next half an hour that we have about our respective autocar columns and much more. Besides, you can write to us, autocar at haymarket.com, and... Richard Leibovitz has done this from Falmouth. He says, I enjoyed reading Chris Colmer's brief but detailed history of Ford in Britain. Uh, Chris is our chief sub-editor, yeah. one of our journalists. Yeah. Um, the piece ably addresses, says Richard, my puzzlement about Ford when I moved from the USA to Britain in 2002. Early on, I was surprised that the natives, that's me, is that you as well these days? One of the, are you really one of the natives? 40 years, mate. 40 years. Know, I'm a bomb. Inexplicably seem to think of Ford a bomb as British and not an import. It took me a while to understand the long-term bond. They grew up with Fords. Their uncle worked at Ford, etc. Chris's article resolves any open questions. Thanks. We do think of Ford as British, don't we, I think, really? Yeah. In a way. Yes, and that was the first place that that they manufactured uh, away from Detroit. Mm. And uh, it was the first worthwhile market. It was, um, yeah, it it is... and it be you know for all those years, God, it must be forty. That Ford was the top-selling yeah. manufacturer, yeah. and that, that, of course, the Ford being good at marketing um, absolutely encouraged this, didn't they? Mm. But uh, very successfully. Yeah. Was there a sense in Australia too that it that it felt mm, that it felt Australian? Not really, not? because the, because GM were, were launched with with kind of government launched the Holden with government assistance straight right. after World War Two. All those blokes came back from the war and they needed a car and GM very cleverly <clears throat> launched a car that they called Australia's own but it was a was very much influenced by America's cars of the size it was smaller than American cars but mm. and then Ford came along in about 1961 having seen what a excellent market it was worthwhile market it was for mm. 
family cars and launched the Ford Falcon, as they called it. Yeah. And that, and then it became a cat versus dog, Ford versus Holden uh, market for the next, well, 40 years. Well, until recently, I suppose, yeah. Because yeah. Holden only packed up three years ago as a brand, I think, That's didn't it? it? And yeah. Ford production finished. That's it. Uh, yeah. What, middle of the... Teens, I guess. Yeah, that's it. Not so long ago, and, then long they, ago? and they, but they still meet at on the Bathurst uh, circuit, don't they? Indeed. Yeah. Well, as it is Chevrolet, as it has just become, but yeah. it's uh, yeah the last yeah the last Holden race was the end of last year. Was it? Yeah, and I think oh I can't remember now. They were they were tied going into the last few races. Wow. They were pretty much tied on wins between Ford and Holden. Yeah, and now it's now the GM is represented by Chevrolet, and they've got Camaros and. Mustangs, which yeah. look pretty cool, actually. I they think do. The series is, you know, is oh, the, has the, some teething problems in its Gen Three format. I think it's fair, but it's not. It's still the, the racing's still really good, you know. Yeah. But it's just a bit of, well, you know, trying to settle a new, brand new car in is not the easiest no. thing in the world. I think the cars suit the circuit, don't they? Yeah. If you know Bathurst, yeah, totally amazing yeah. place. Yeah, it looks cool. I've never been. Make it. You have. Just, yeah, yeah. Good, good few times. I used to go that when I lived in Australia. I went there a lot. Mm. It was fun. Let's talk about your column, the Ineos Grenadier. You've met some. I've not driven one. You have driven one, but more more than that, you've met a couple of owners. Well, yeah, there's an owner that you and I both know, mm. who seems remarkably an exacting person. I think we could say. Yeah. Um, you know, n- not a pushover at all, but pretty. I think the word would be delighted with the car. Um, they, I think it's used by his other half, mm. who does a lot of towing, or horse horse person oh, and, horse towing, and yeah, okay. uh, perhaps not towing but anyway but you know, around. fields and all that yeah. and um, they really like the everything about it really the size the particularly the interior the materials quality the way it drives nice engines mm. all that and uh, and then a, a bloke in our locality also has one now and he Echoes all that. He, no, really. the, the thing they're both impressed by is the lack of start-up glitches. You know, the business about not buying one for the first few months because, yeah. while well, they get it right. But apparently the, there's none of that. That's the impressive thing, isn't it? Because, mm. I mean, you know, there are... Well, if you buy a new... Uh, when Volvo introduced their upright touchscreen for the first time, I think there were some teething troubles. Even Volkswagen's latest infotainment has had the odd... Glitch. Yeah. So to so to launch something and well, cars like the ID3 right. had had big software issues, yeah. didn't they, for a while? Yeah. And no, it seems to be going well. I mean, less yeah. software, software, touchy point software, I suppose, because there's a lot more physical switches. Inside yeah, there really are. That's yeah. right. It's got this. The 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 designer is this bloke called Tony Toby Equier, who who comes from marine design, designing. Um, Super yachts and okay. and a lot of the switchgear has got a, a kind of super yacht feel to it, uh, you know. So there are toggle switches everywhere, and, uh, okay. and it's really nice and yeah. surprisingly high quality. You look at it and you think, well, how can they? Does it take a while to learn to feel your way around? It does a bit, switches? I think, but but uh, but they just work nicely under your fingers. That's the mm. thing. And I've, you know, being me, I've been on the configurator and worked out. <laughs> oh, my, of course. My my ideal car, which is a petrol six, costs mm-hmm. about sixty four. And that, that, I mean, I know that's a lot of money, but when I, but it's not in the new model. I have a Volkswagen Multivan outside, 
which is £65,000. Yeah. There's a mini convertible uh, electric. launch electric going on this week, with a, where it's £52,000. I mean, I, I, that's totally beyond me, that. But anyway, it's not in the scheme of things. Yeah. That's a, that's a lot of car for that, for that money. Yeah, yeah. Somebody bid me on my four-year-old redundant camper van the other day, or nearly oh, yeah. four-year-old. Mm-hmm. 50. Really? I mean, it, which is <clears throat> more than I paid. That's extraordinary. Crazy, isn't it? Yeah, that is crazy. So, I don't know. We might get onto that later. Because <laughs> you've, you've had or you will have a Wrangler again at some point, won't you? For, on it test. arrived today. Oh, did it? It arrived slightly oddly with a, with a kind of... With a kind of Taj Mahal on the roof, there's this there's this uh, tent fold out tent. Oh, thing, really? Which is, oh, which is, is a is it a th- which 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 variant has arrived? It's a um, five door sort of long Rubicon, mm. well, not in, white one, is it? Yeah. Oh, well, I think we may have tested that the other day, but it didn't oh. have the tent on. Oh well, the at tent the is there now. Are you going to spend a night in the uh, camped out in the garden? I can't say. The steering committee is not keen. So if I do it, it will be it solo. Will be on <laughs> but I might give it a go just to see how easy it is to unpack. Yeah, I, in fact, I'd, I'd, I'd love it if you did, because I'd like to know how easy they are to unpack. Because well, at some point, when my Defender is retired to fun frolics, that I could quite happily have one of those on the, on the roof, something like that. I, I really see that. I don't know what, why I haven't seen the appeal before, but I keep on looking at it now thinking... God, that's good. I love yeah. everything. The exposed hinges, the grill, the round headlights. That's just so cool. You know, those sort of damage-proof mudguards. And, you know, mm. oh, it's great. Brilliant. It's a cool thing, yeah. And it has got your, your name written all over it. Oh, this totally bit me. Yeah, totally a bit <laughs> Pretty me. roomy compared with the short wheelbase offender. Oh, totally. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. You'd, yeah, uh, yeah. you'd find yourself carrying everybody's furniture, not just your own. Well, not just mine, but yes, everybody else's too. Well, and a tow bar on the back and a trailer. Oh. I could see myself going away to do a bit of hill climbing or something in in, in an impor on a bike or something like that. Yeah. Stick the tent on the roof, fold it out, and that's it. You're set up for Do you a, know what's so fabulous about those vehicles like that? I found it with my own Land Rovers that I owned a few years ago. In this country, if you know what you're doing, and you're a friendly farmer even... Mm. You just drive half a mile off the roads where all the Ford Focuses stop, and you can be anywhere in the world, can't you? Yeah. In, the, in the beautiful countryside, as we've often discussed, mm. which I must say I like. You not, don't necessarily camp. You just sort of go over there with your bottle of water and your sandwich and just sit there and enjoy it or walk yeah. around, as you yeah. say. I mean, for a small country, it's pretty, Fantastic. It's, yeah, it, it's pretty accessible at times. And it's all because of the capability of cars like that, don't yeah. you? Yeah. I do wish there were more green lanes, especially around my way. Yeah. Because that is difficult. In Ox- Oxfordshire has very few. Can be a contentious thing more. to say, though, that, can't it? It can, but, you know, I'm for it. I'm a member of the Trail Riders Fellowship, and I am for ancient rights of way. People have been using these rights of way for thousands of years. Yeah. And, you know, we should still be able to use them. Yeah. I think. I agree with yeah. you. Yeah. 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 Anyway. Wilts, which is close to where I am, is mm. better. Yes. They'll even give you a map with the, with the byways on yeah, it. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Maybe you just migrate yourself to Wilson. Well, that's clearly next. Yeah, oh, no, no, that would mean moving house again. Not going to do uh, that. Never again. <clears throat> no, no, a bit of a drive and then... Yeah, just have a driver. I'll drive a driver or a ride over. Anyway, moving on to the Shuttleworth collection where you stopped at the other day. Which oh, I, I can't resist it. It's, it's, I like aeroplanes, as you know. And, and um, it's full of a rather eccentric collection that, that, that sort of bears on the... On the old stuff, it was compi- compiled, I think, in the name of Richard Shuttleworth, who was a World War One hero, mm-hmm. 
who died and and uh, you know clearly wealthy and 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 with the stuff that he owned and compiled was was put together I'm, I'm probably denigrating the the history of the Shuttleworth collection because I really don't know that the, the ins and outs of it but it is a lovely place to go just off the a1 Biggles way I always drop in there and when it's really really still they get at all the box kite airplanes the ones that can't survive a crosswind oh, or anything like that yeah they can't taxi a crosswind or anything <clears throat> and they give them a run up and occasionally a, f- a flight and I was pretty late in the day because I'd been doing another job up the f- further north but um, they were running these things up and in, a, in amongst them was this ludicrous vehicle which which I fastened onto it had been once a three-wheel reliant van and they chucked away the body and replaced the steering wheel with a set of handlebars, believe it or not. It had no instruments, it had one headlight, it was just a sort of a, a kind of garden chair bolted to the frame <laughs> with a, with this plywood tray on the back. And they just used it to carry stuff. And it, there is no, I believe there's no better carrying vehicle for carrying stuff in the world than this, than this <laughs> thing. So I put a picture of it in the magazine this week. Yeah. And, uh, I just love it, and you know, it's. I believe it was once registered for the road. It was left to the collection by, by a, a member who wheeled it to them. Died, and and suddenly they were there. They were, <laughs> they were the, proud, the old vehicle. proud owners. But apparently, he used to drive it on the road. Got oh, into really? strife with the uh, cops a bit. But yeah. Anyway, the, you've just shown me a photo of it, and I can't quite. I can't. I, can't, I don't know. It is a garden chair on a trike. It's yeah. weird, isn't it? It's a baffling. I'd love to have seen it in its original Reliant form because when I think of Reliant three-wheeled van, I think of a Robin or, a, yeah. or whatever the the van version was called. But it's not. Yeah, it's previous. It's pre. Yeah, previous it's, to it's, those, isn't it? That that's an advanced vehicle compared yeah. with this thing, which has got a, a girder fork, single front wheel, and the and the joy of it is that they've they've even chucked away the steering wheel and replaced it with a set of handlebars. Yeah, and the handlebars don't even join up with the forks. They're kind of <laughs> They're kind of remote. They're somewhere else across the front of the bike with this weird sort of cardboard and string linkage between, oh, you know, you've got to see it. Anyway, it's good. Yeah, we'll put a picture of it on some of the socials. Let's do, right. let's do that. Yeah, um, brilliant. But, yeah, it looks like a cross between some kind of, I don't know, motorbike and sidecar with a Mad Max mashup. It's just, <laughs> yeah, but it's cool, a cool thing. But they use it with, with absolute aplomb. You know, mm. they don't even think about it. Yeah, I'm all for machines like that. Me too, yeah. yeah. Uh, next point, Sir William Lyons dot com. Tell us about that. Ah, well, I went to a, an event which um, was put on by the Jaguar Daimler Heritage Trust in the REC Club in Pall Mall. You know, mm. rather swish place, but but ha- handy for people to gather. And what they were doing was launching a, a new um, interactive digital. Um, exhibition I suppose you'd call it which is about the life of Sir William Lyons it's called Sir William Lyons the man who made Jaguar Mm -hmm. and when you think about it I don't know if this is the same for you but Sir William Lyons has been a person that's always been part of my life almost you know heard about him when I was a really little kid but I've never known any detail of the guy's life because he wasn't a he wasn't a sort of modern stand on a soapbox and proclaim your your um your your achievements man mm. at all he he was uh he was just a guy that uh 
didn't talk much about himself, just ran the company, made it successful, produced cars that were amazingly good and ridiculously cheap, not per, not wonderfully well known for quality, but everything else about them was staggering and admired by many, including Enzo Ferrari. Mm. And um, these two blokes, a, a museum expert called Andrew Nahum and a an author and TV producer called Peter Grimsdale, mm -hmm took it upon themselves to do a load of research and put this thing together. And the thing that's <clears throat> fabulous about it is that, you, you know, you just go into it, you, you, you get it on your computer. Mm. But the first thing that happens is that up this thing comes and then they've designed, a, in effect, a building. And, you, and there's a building for this collection that they've collated. And by clicking, you just walk through the building and you can pause as long as you like with... An exhibit on the left or you can ignore it and or you can make it bigger or you can you can go into it and there'll be some sort of cgi or there can be uh you know you can you can sort of take 10 minutes over it or a day hmm. and, and you are normally skeptical about that sort of i am thing yeah yeah but but i came out of it knowing much more about lions than hmm. who i was interested in because hmm. he is a remarkable bloke Never met him, but I, he was around just as I got here. But but they used to keep him locked under the stairs. It was funny when I remember him going, leaving the company, and it was odd because he just they sort of waved goodbye at the doorstep and said, "Oh well, see you later," and <laughs> and that was that. Yeah, it was so funny. I mean, he used to sneak back apparently, and when nobody was looking, see how they were doing. But I mean, a, one of the greatest, you know car men and industrialists of, of Britain. Yeah. Yeah, no question. So yeah. I would encourage people to go onto it. And, and it's just I think it's SirWilliamLyons.com. Dot com. Yes it is. Yeah. Lions L Y O N S uh, dot com. And it's is it around for a limited time or can it's you It's on go? for a year and they are two things. I think they want to do more of them mm -hmm. because the archive is even deeper than what you see on this thing. Okay. And they, you know, they, I was trying to talk Grimsdale, into, for instance, into doing a, some sort of interactive on what it's like to drive a D-type stuff because there's quite oh, a lot wow. of D-type in-car footage. And if you've got you, you know, somebody good to to sit in the car and describe it mm. and, and you know, chucked in all the pictures of the mechanical bits and so on you know i think you could take people into a d-type as they've never been That'd taken be before it? put them behind the wheel as if they're like yeah. they, like they haven't been yeah we're going to probably chat to peter aren't we in the coming weeks we've got to find a time when you and i are both together and and him as well to have a, some words i know him as the bloke who was at channel four when i worked for a of course you do yeah, right. website he was the big uh, was he the boss of? He was the yeah. He was the man at Channel Four. He was the proponent of motoring programs on the, on the channel. So driven deals on wheels, and I think up to and including the World Rally Championship when that was on. And I worked for a, a, a different company who, which was making the website to support all of that. But but yeah, he was the he was the he was the good bloke who was pretty keen. He was flying the flag all the time. Yeah, he was great. Yeah, and he's, he's written a couple of books of late, which are very entertaining. Yeah, the, there was the one there's one about the entire British post-war British industry called High Performance. That's the one, yeah. And that, and one about Bentley's, Le Mans efforts called Ooh, Racing yes. in the Dark. That's the fellow, yeah. Both excellent because yeah. of the way he writes. Really good storyteller, I think. Yeah. 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 Right, Steve and I are going to take a very short break and we'll be back right after this ad. 
What car would you buy if you could buy any car? What car would you buy if you knew you could save thousands? What car would you buy if you could compare the latest offers from approved dealers? What car would you buy if you could do all of this in one place in just a few simple clicks? And where would you go to buy that car? What car? Car buying made easy. Visit whatcar.com to buy your next new car. Hello, welcome back to My Week in Cars. Uh, that was a short advertising break. We don't have many ads in this, do we, Steve? I think there's only one, isn't there? Yeah, it's just like one in the middle. And But anyway, I can, mean... I, can I do another? <laughs> yeah, go on. Yeah, go, go for it. Right, well, this week in the mag, there is... I've driven the Rimac Nevera, world's fastest electric car. <laughs> exactly. Big interview with the chief engineer. You can only, at the moment, read that in the mag. And <sighs> journalism isn't cheap. It's not free, especially testing cars is expensive because you've got to take people to places. And it's not like unboxing a phone where somebody phones, it sends you one and you just open it and there you go. Yeah. What we do costs a lot of money. Where did you do it? Uh, we do well. We did it in Bedfordshire, weirdly, because that's where the car was. So we didn't. So we we were limited in the time because it was in the UK for salon privé. So we had to just get it done in a hurry. But in the last couple of weeks, we've been to Wales, as you well, as you know, because you were there. And it was where we recorded last week's pod. Anyway, it's a it's 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 a big operation, and I recommend buying the magazine. If you're listening to this, the magazine is excellent. You can get it in print, or you can get it digitally. My personal preference, and I'm not being paid by them to say this. And somebody in the publisher, some one of our publishers, will ring me next week and go, you know, there's lots. What'd of you say that for? <laughs> yeah, what'd you say that for? But if you go to Exact Editions. They've got the new magazine. You can subscribe to a quarter for under 30 quid or a year for under £100. But it also has Autogar's back issues back to 1971. That is fabulous. Which is really cool. I was browsing some Hillman Imp stuff the other day because that's my current hey. fetish. And I, was found, <laughs> and I found articles going back to you know the early 90s where we wrote about them and, and the, the stuff we wrote when they were going off sale in the 70s and things like that. And it's, it's a brilliantly searchable archive. Really searchable archive, and the thing stuff. we're finding out really is stuff. the pod it seems to be winning us a, some extra friends, doesn't I it? It's so. a yeah, you, I think you know, so. It's not, maybe there are some people who are listening to this who don't who don't know. spend much time in the magazine, and mm. yet the we can offer much more in the magazine, can't yeah. we? Yeah. Uh, talking of which, just give us. <clears throat> I mean, I know not sure if this is the rules or not, but just just give us a. a a pithy sentence or two on the Nevera. I'm busting to know what it's like. Surprisingly good road car, as a as a road going sports car for a thing with nearly two thousand horsepower. That's all electric. It's good fun on a B road. That's a, that's the wow. Short so it's so big car. Big car. It's wide. Yeah, it's it's under two meters wide. You know, it's oh, okay. it's, so 19, it's nineteen hundred yeah. lights. It's a supercar so sized sized thing, and it's about two tons. Which is you know quite a lot, but there's a lot of carbon fiber in it, and they sit the battery between driver and passenger plus ahead and behind. So, so you, your bums so on the floor. So your bums on the floor. So that's and that was really important for them. They didn't want a skateboard that you then sit on top of because it doesn't feel very high. Yeah, yeah. Um, remarkable company, given they are now in charge, effectively in charge of Bugatti. Yeah, and you know, looks good, don't you think? Yeah, it looks really good. Yeah, I mean, really how do they team. do that? Because you know, we know the the fuss people make about styling. You know, in the companies we know better, mm. and they, you know they they'll build, <clears throat> you know, fifteen full size models, and they and the 
management will repeatedly wander around them and there'll be all this t- sort of uh, toing and froing and but the Nevera just seems to have just popped got it out done. looking like yeah, that. Yeah, just get it done. And, you know, that's their second production car, if you like, and they only made eight of the first one. And it's, you know, so a small, yeah, small company that's suddenly yeah. popped up and, you know, changing the world. To and you met Rumat's... Phenomenal. Phenomenal bloke. Yeah. yeah. The, the, the thing that I'll never forget about him is his candor. Mm. I remember we were talking about it just briefly in in Coventry, and, and uh, I said... You know what a car. You know the usual blarney that journalists go on with. And he said, "Yeah, but you know, if I thought about it again, I really would have. Uh, perhaps I should have given it more range and a bit less poke. You know, things goes naught to sixty in two seconds oh, or something. Absurd. Yeah. And if he'd if he'd made it two point seven, it would have done another hundred kilometres of cruising range. Oh, interesting. And he, he but I mean, who at Lamborghini or Ferrari says when the car is. Yeah, a couple of months old. Mm. Yeah, and we should have. There's a thing we should have. Yes, yeah, never say, would never say that. I do. I uh, yes, I've had an engineer. After we've had a, oh, how to say it? We tested a supercar and we did a full road test of it from a, and and the engineer said to us, "Well, we've made the car that we want to. We've made the car that we want to make." And that was turned out they changed it pretty quickly thereafter. It wasn't actually the car that anybody wanted to buy. Well, <laughs> people did want to buy, but not enough of them. Yeah, yeah. And it's. Yeah, but yes, that that phrase sticks with me. Well, we, you know, we made the car we wanted to make. You think, well, okay, fair enough. Well, I'm not sure customers. What about the customers? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but anyway, uh, you can write to us autocar at haymarket.com. You can find the address in the magazine. Please buy the mag. Uh, Sandra Garrett has written, who says, why is it the time and probable loss of earnings potential of an employee who drives an EV isn't factored into the supposed saving of EV vehicles over ICE ones? A relative of mine. Um, is contracted to customers at close to £100 an hour and to have them idle while the electric car charges is not, in my opinion, very cost-efficient. This sounds to me like the letter sent by somebody who is waiting for somebody to come home. <laughs> it does, it does, doesn't it? Yeah. But I, I don't know, actually, Sandra. I think that is a fair point, but I also think a lot of people will only have a charge at home yeah. and it doesn't necessarily take the majority them any more time. Yeah. And I was speaking to a photographer the other day who has an EV... And as he said to me, he said, I don't mind sitting because I've always got something to do. And I found that when I ran a Polestar, I've mm. always got homework. So actually, if I'm working, sitting by a charge point for 40 minutes, well, that's 40 minutes of emailing I don't have to do at home. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and we, you know, I, I'm just convinced that we're still on the way. You know, yeah. these stops are going to get shorter and mm. they're going to get less frequent because ranges will improve. And, you know, it's it's... It's getting better. It's not. We're not. It's not as if we're frozen in time. They, every every variable is 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 moving the right way. I think it's just yeah. that it takes time. It's taking a while. It's difficult, though, isn't it, to try and convince people that they should, depending on your use case, have yeah. something less convenient for a time in the hope that it will get. Yeah, I. I yeah, I think there's still a decision to, for the practical people. There's a decision to be made about whether this is the moment to get in yet. Yeah. Yeah. Or whether you do it next time. Yeah, and that's not helpful to the motor industry. But the, but no. you know, our as we tell one another all the time, our concern is the reader. Yeah, the it's user. the reader and the consumer, not the industry. Yeah, yeah, we report on the industry, not to them. But, yeah. yeah.
Um, which sometimes some people in the motor industry, when they talk to us, don't quite appreciate. Don't understand. <laughs> yeah, they'll get there. Lots do though. In fairness, fairness, lots do. Most do. In fairness. Yeah. 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 Most do. In fairness. But after 128 years, it's still sinking. <laughs> still sinking in. <laughs> Can we talk, Mike Holland, briefly? Yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, uh, you, it's picking up on something you said the other week, where you said you don't see the differentiation, particularly between motorcycles and cars, as an enthusiast's thing. You know, it's a hobby that we both enjoy. We both enjoy the roads, the the motoring, and you know the you know, the engineering and the ride and handling. And I sort of agreed with you. But this week I went over to uh, Ducati HQ, which is only fifteen miles from here, and um, to That's ride Silverstone. at Silverstone. Yeah, yeah it's on yeah. the it's just outside on that business park that everywhere is migrating to, which is perfect for a local correspondent like me. Yeah. Um, anyway, there were some proper bike journalists there. Because it was a you know, there were Ducatis to Hard ride. Nut guys. Yeah, mate, they're a slightly different breed to us, aren't they? <laughs> they're just I don't know. I do, I'm not saying they look down on us as car journalists, but they're certainly that sort of. They're certainly not looking up. Not, <laughs> yeah, exactly that. Exactly that. Anyway, so I I said to a couple of them, you know, look, we've got this theory. Maybe we're not that. Maybe we're not. You know, maybe bikes and cars are not so different. Maybe there's not the the you know the the difference that they used to be. And one said, yeah, well maybe. One, we're all on the same boat. The people who don't like us don't like them. And also, as the bike market has moved away, he thought, from super sports motorcycles towards more adventure bikes, street bikes, scramblers, whatever it might be. Actually, maybe it was a bit more accessible to people who don't have to walk around in one-piece leathers with, you know, boots that don't move yeah. the creek a lot with a lot know. of strange hieroglyphics on them yeah. yeah exactly yeah maybe it was a bit you know maybe it was a bit more acceptable to to both and yeah and i thought well maybe that's a yeah maybe that is the point and ducati's range these days of the nine motorcycle ranges they have only two of them are sports bikes that's and when i owned a ducati 20 years ago they would that would not have been that's all there was. That's yeah. all there was. I think they just introduced the Monster, which was a kind of street. And that was a real street bike, and it was a real departure for them. Yeah, it was. It? I remember departure. it well. Yeah. 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 I had yeah. To even back in the day, I had a few, several Ducatis myself, nine hundred SS and all yeah. that. But they wouldn't have, con- you know, anything no. that was smacked of Honda. No, I mean an adventure bike for them would have been. <clears> but your scramble. other point, your point, you you made a point about. Um, uh, Riding gear too, didn't you? you yeah, know. I think. Yeah, I wonder if clothing has made things a bit different because you don't have to have leathers in the old sense of it. You know, mater- new modern clothing materials. I think means that you can have armored trainers or armored boots and armored jeans, and you can get off a bike and walk around for the day. Yeah, and actually look pretty normal. And it's You're surprising how you can go important to a nas- that is. Yeah, I mean, I can go to a. I don't know. Wherever you go to the country house, a national trust place, or whatever, for the for, for on a day trip, stop or the seaside and stop and walk around, and you don't have yeah. to be creaking around in massively uncomfortable. Yeah, you know, it's funny. Foot bike is just a you know you can use it as a as a pleasant way to get somewhere. Yeah, rather than I, know, I think just going for a ride. And that to me bears on whether or not you take the bike hmm. a lot because. You know, quite a lot of the time, living where the way we do, you know, in the, in the sticks a bit, you, you find yourself going to some event, and you don't want to arrive there, either having to change, you know, into your street yeah. clobber or anything. Yeah. So if you can wear something that's clothes that are safe but also wearable, I think yeah. it makes a really big difference. Yeah, I do. I also had workshop envy when I was over there. Oh. Did, I, did you see the picture I put yeah, on, yeah, I did. on socials? Yeah. 
And the bloke was like, uh, I said, do you mind if I take a photo in your, into your workshop? And he said, well, it's a bit scruffy. I thought, is it heck? <laughs> You've got like, you know, somebody's put one tin can on the side over there, but this is a, a good, it's a good looking workshop. There. Yeah. I've got serious They've work got like that, haven't they? Yeah. People, uh, people don't seem to, I think it's because of the, the the invention of the LED light because you you can actually see now you know remember all, remember how uh, uh, garages and things always used to be you just sort of had one candle and everything everything was dark and gloomy dark and, and there was sort of in, oil over the floor and nobody noticed nobody yeah. noticed in fact yeah. the place that my the place that MOTs my motorbike is still a little bit a little <laughs> bit like that but yeah a modern I mean a modern racing workshop is a clinical yeah thing of beauty well it? going to aerial you know in Somerset yeah. is I mean that's like a, a bit like a um, well it's a fair bit nicer than a than a operating theatre but it, yeah. but, it, yeah. but it's got that um, that I don't know just just organisation and cleanliness and mm. precision and so on I love all that yeah I do and you can imagine somebody I don't know in the fifties when they were opening a, a workshop and somebody said we're going to put white tiles all over the floor just <laughs> be ridiculous it, mate. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about <laughs> why would you do that but now yeah it just it reflects light it's easier to see and just oh, what yeah. yeah 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 cleanable yeah i've got work to do yeah yeah uh let's finish with the skoda yeti oh well i just got i seem to have this this uh never-ending contact with with people both men and women not just enthusiasts but just people who like practical cars who say what the hell has happened to the skoda yeti you know why can't i have another skoda yeti it's the right size it looks great yeah it's the right price i keep looking around wondering what the hell i'm going to do when my seven or eight year old one that's done now done 150 what am i going to do mm. and and several people that i've encountered have said well i'll just buy another one lower miles but it, and, and skoda you can't criticize skoda can you because they're doing so well, and they, you know, they find markets. Still and sell a lot of cars, don't they? It's yeah, not and like, they're in the front of EVdom and all yeah. that. So, but it does, nevertheless, seem to me to be a, a shame. That's mm. all I'll say. Just a shame. Yeah, I'm with you, mate. But it's one of those cars that, I mean, not so much now that it's gone for a while. I've been gone for a while, but when somebody says, "What should I buy?" I need to do this, 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 this. Yeah. And there are certain cars in the marketplace that you just tick 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 you would recommend you would instantly recommend yeah and quite often that would be i don't know it would have been a mini cooper for a while or yeah. a, or a yeah. kia picanto for a bit or a that's your duster whatever it might be yeti was easily one of those wasn't it tick, right in just there. buy yeah. yeti yeah yeah it is a shame it's a shame could you you have you had one have you had, no run never run owned one ever? ran one for a while on the uh, you know as a, as a long term just a couple of months but mm. but uh always liked it always liked them yeah and but it's these these people who, you know, the, the the breed of people who know what you and I do for a living, and they think we know the answers to, to their questions. You know, what is the, what is the solution? So somebody who says, "What do I replace a Skoda Yeti with?" What is the answer? Well, I, I, I would be, talking Dacia something. I'd yeah. probably say Duster or or um, um, uh, the the seven seater. Oh, one. Jogger? Jogger, Jogger. Jogger yeah. yeah, yeah, it's quite a good car, though, isn't it? Because it's got the same uh, durability, classless nature, space, economy, something like that. Mm. Um, but there are others, of course. Yeah. But I think Skoda should um, should have 
stuck with it. Yeah, it'd be nice if they had something in that space, wouldn't it? And I like the name. That was the thing. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. And the design. And yeah. they, I just like, yeah, I like them. I think you're right. Right, that brings us to the end of episode 35. Steve and I will be back next week. What you got on next week, Steve? Uh, lots of right fest, I think. Load, lots of... Uh, I've done a bit of a fair bit of reporting this week, so I have to sit down and thrash the keyboard. Yeah, yeah, I've got some thrashing keyboard to do, and then I'm away for a few days. But we will find a time to meet next week, and we'll be back next Wednesday with episode 36. In the meantime, you can write to us, autocar at haymarket.com. You can find us at autocar.co.uk, where you can also find ways to subscribe to the mag, whether that is in digital um, edition or in print form, as we have been every week since 18. 95. But print, we would emphasise, wouldn't we? We, we would. would give it a little bit of a tick in the box. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, until then, thanks, Steve. Cheers, mate. See you next week. This Mother's Day, treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their advanced eye care duo brightens and firms skin around your eyes, while the Golden Glow Body Trio nourishes and smooths skin all over. Go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off your first order site-wide.